Yo, 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 we back. This is episode 56 of the Illogical Sense podcast out here in good old San Jose, California is Mr. Busby and out in LA. And out here, go on, out here in Los Angeles, your boy JC No Hunters, what's cracking, y'all? Oh, shit, man. You know, just trying to get over the damn heat wave that came out here. We were gone last week because, honestly, it was a holiday. It was Labor Day. Man, it was Labor Day. You ain't got to explain nothing. Shit. And it was hot I mean, as hell. We needed a week off. It was hot yeah. as hell, man. It was like... Pop- y'all needed a week off from y'all jobs. We needed a week off away from y'all. It wasn't unpersonal, but and it, it was, was hot as hell, like he and said. it was like a historical heat wave that hit our asses, man. It was like... We had to make a wish out here in San Jose. It was like one, damn near 111. Yeah, Fucking exactly. hot as hell in that bitch, man. But, you know, also, there was really nothing to talk about, actually. Nothing. And we were kind of lazy, and we were hot, and we just wanted to just chill, so shit. Now you know. Now you know, if y'all cared. But y'all, if y'all listening, of course. So, anyway, how was your Labor Day weekend? How was your fucking um, week? All that crap. How was that? Cool. Same here. Nothing much. Yeah, same here. Nothing much. I'm ready to get into it. Yeah, well, it's been week one. But yeah, this past Sunday was week one of the NFL. Finally oh. started football. It's back. And Thursday was the start of week one. Oh, yeah. And the Madden curse is alive and well. Tom Brady had, like, the worst performance of his fucking career. That was crazy. I didn't watch the game. I saw the highlights. And I'm like, holy shit. He really was trash. Hey, we'll, we'll see if the Madden curse is alive. I, mean, I yeah, can't say it after one game unless the man blew his knee out. And that didn't happen. Mm. Um, but, um, yeah. NFL started a uh, kick. Season opener kicked off Thursday night. Everybody had, for the most part, had the Patriots winning. And Kansas City was like, nah, bro. Pretty Check much. Check out this new offense we got. And they went back and they was running triple options. And they have now they now have the personnel to run that shit. And um, I got to tell you, as a as a fan of the team in, in the AFC West, I'm, I'm nervous looking at that Kansas City offense, man. That, yeah, that shit yeah. deadly. Alex Smith was looking like the Alex Smith that I know, that I believed in, you know. You know, yeah, for the seventh time in his career, he had a 300-plus yard game. I mean... And um, he hit Tyreek Hill out on the sideline. And Tyreek Hill did the most disrespectful celebration I've seen in a while. He just looked back at the defender chasing him, gave him the peace sign, and, and just running. went to the end zone. I saw that shit. The, I, yeah. I, didn't watch, I didn't watch the game, honestly. I saw, I saw the Tom Brady highlights, but, like, Alex Smith, was he, like, bombing it, or was he doing them little short passes and shit? He was doing short passes, but he was also hitting... You had a few that were hitting beyond 15 yards, which is, you know, if you watch and you know from what Busby and I are explaining, you know that Alex Smith is really going to hit you on the short yardage. Um, he, but he was sending that thing out there. He could bomb it when he really wants to, but he just doesn't have to. So Right. And, you know. Um, so, yeah, they, they did good. Um, shout out to Marcus Peters. Um, he went out there and he uh, had some customized cleats. Um, and on the bottom it read justice for all. Um, so shout out to him. And, and pretty uh, much the protesting is still going on. Some people are still taking knees. Some some black folks are still putting up the black fist, all for protesting. Mm-hmm. You know, you know the 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 message that Kaepernick wanted to take have and shit. And as yeah, and as, um, especially after uh, what happened to Michael Bennett. Oh yeah, that's in, uh, yeah. in Las Vegas. Yeah. Um. So for those who don't know, uh, which. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't know how you wouldn't know at this point because it's become a national story. Um, Michael Bennett was out, or he's a defensive lineman for the Seattle Seahawks. He was out in uh, Vegas for the uh, Mayweather McGregor fight. Um, they claimed that they heard shots fired. Everybody's running around trying to get out. 
Um, Michael Bennett was one of them, so he's running, trying to get away. Next thing you know, he's getting chased down by two police officers. Um, before he even knows what's going on, he's laid out on the ground. Police officer has a weapon. I don't know if it's a, if it was a gun or a taser, uh, but he clearly had something. And his knee was to his back, and um, Michael Bennett proclaimed that at one point he yelled, uh, stand still or I'm going to blow your fucking head off. Yep. And um, what ended up happening was um, I was kind of shocked, but I wasn't shocked at the same time. So when the story came out on social media, um, you had a select few who were basically saying, well, where's the footage? Mm-hmm. You know, just completely discrediting the the claims then it goes you know it's where's the footage well then when the footage comes out it's oh well it's not that bad it's like seriously i mean come on dog of course of course it's kind of bad come on you know how they were gonna say it yeah you know so he uh so he came out and um his lawyer actually is uh, um is practicing in oakland so he's got his team from oakland they're gonna be representing him and then uh, Las Vegas uh, Police Department had the audacity to come out and challenge the NFL um, to investigate uh, Bennett's claims because, you know, of course, when he came out and spoke, he said, you know, I was profiled for the color of my skin. Mm-hmm. So they came out and issued a statement saying, well, we want the NFL to investigate uh, because clearly he's not being truthful. Oh it's like, really? God. Are you serious? That's just petty. Well, it's not surprising. And, then, and the um, NFL said to go suck a dick pretty much. Pretty much, and but at the same time, the NFL also looked shady in its part because as they were defending Michael Bennett, and they were saying, you know, Michael is a class act, one of the best uh, offerings we have from the NFL, and he's also brought awareness to this situation. And it's like, I kind of think there was somebody else who is low-key blackballed right now, and when he was doing it, yeah, you had a whole different tone to him, yeah. But and as, that one, as the great, mm. as the great Shannon Sharp has uh, publicly stated, it's a whole different situation when they like you. Because when they like you, they will ride for your cause. But when you fucking burn bridges and not starting and shit like that, yeah, you just right. quiet, right? So we had that going on. Who? And uh, just again, going to that fucking coon ass nigga. Uh, well, we, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, We'll lead into that right after this because Shannon Sharp also brought up another good point. So, of course, we were dealing with um, Hurricane Harvey and J.J. Watt uh, took it upon himself and major props to him. Um, he was initially, I think, trying to raise, I think, 100000 Um He ended up raising, I think, $27 million, Yeah, I saw. Um, for, for relief. Uh, for relief. And that was, it's, again, it's commendable. It's great. But once again, there's a reason why we need to protect Shannon Sharp because Shannon Sharp came out and said, as commendable as that is, I didn't hear nobody's telling him he should just stick to sports. Mm-hmm. And right, and he, and Shannon even said, and rightfully so, nobody should have told him to stick to sports because this came from the heart and it's something that we needed to do. But this is the positivity that comes from when you don't tell an athlete to just stick to sports and they actually use their platform for good. Yep. Um, and once again, Shannon Sharp, man, he, he just hitting the nail on the head with a lot of these, a lot of these topics, man. And um, but. Also at FS1, um, you got Jason Kuhnlock. This motherfucker. Jason Kuhnlock was at it again last week. Mm-hmm. So, he has this really obsessive love relationship with Kaepernick. He really does. Maybe it's like he's trolling. Maybe he really he knows it's going to piss people off. I don't know. That dude's kind of... He's weird. 
he's he's beyond the sunken place. Like there's there's no coming. You could take a picture of him with the flash and he's not gonna wake up. Yeah, he's way like, it's, past it's, that shit. He's with the Titanic. He's with the Titanic right. at that point. He's way yeah, down he's, there. So I, I don't know if it was I doubt it was Eric because I don't think FS1's that stupid. Yeah. Um But he went on Twitter and he had this picture and it said, I wanna thank Colin Kaepernick for coming out and, and visiting. They cap for showing and, for visiting. Yeah. Right, and it's this 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 dude um, in an afro and a Kaepernick jersey, and he's got his fist Black up. Black fist, Basically. yeah, and he was light skin. Yeah, and he's real real light skin. So at the first instance of it, everybody thought it was a white guy. So of course everybody goes in on Fat Lock and um, <laughs> Fat Lock. <laughs> I'm fat too, so man. Uh, but <laughs> hey, but, but we will point out his, you know, as a a great prophet once said, he can only talk to us about snacks. True. Um. So he again. Everybody thought it was a, a white guy that did it. Well, after some conductive research, it broke my heart to find out it was that the impersonator of Kaepernick was none other than Kid from Kid and Play. Seriously. And after that happened, I got rid of all the house parties. Couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, I saw that shit, man. That broke my heart. I'm like, really, kid? Really, kid? You know what I smell, bro? I smell something. What you smell? I smell what, something. What, 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 what you smell? I, what you smell? I smell Coney. Damn straight. Shit, man. It was like, really? And he didn't say nothing about it. But come on. Of course he didn't. Yeah, come on, kid. Really? Even play, I have to tell you, you play too much, bruh. Yep. And Jason Whitlock, so, man, nah. I, I saw it on Twitter when you sent that shit to me. I usually just ignore all the little dumb shit he says. But this shit just, it struck a nerve. And I had to say something on Twitter. And I, I pretty much said straight up that you are beyond, you. I don't see you as black anymore. He's not a black man in my eyes. That's just a coon-ass nigga to me. He doesn't represent mm-hmm. us. He doesn't represent the culture. He only represents himself, his little sociopathic shit. I don't know what's wrong with him. He's beyond a sunken place, and I pray that he finds his way up and he sees what he is. But, you know. Oh, we know what's, we all know what's wrong with him. What's wrong with Sold him? Sold himself out for the dollar bill. Pretty much. That's, I mean, that, that's... That's what's wrong with him. I mean, it's just it's all for the, he's cooning for the dollar. Yeah, when he goes broke, he go he he'll become black again. They always fucking yeah. do. Oh yeah, but so that handled you know everything. This was all leading up to to week one. Well, um, yeah. Speaking of Kaepernick, I might as well just get this out the way. Fuck Jed York. Yeah, oh, so yeah. you can't we'll, block. We'll him. No, 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 because I got blocked on Twitter. Well, not blocked, but Twitter kind of took away my, you know, privileges for a little bit because I said "fuck Jed York" a little too much when I was watching my Niners get scraped. Yep. Yeah. Apparently, I guess Twitter added some little feature on there that if you harass certain people constantly, they take away your privileges for a little while. So. I'm watching my Niners go go against, you know, the Panthers and shit like that. And I was supposed to go to that game, but something happened and I couldn't go. And I'm kind of glad I didn't go. Side note. Side note. What? For the listeners out there, Busby had this complete change of heart when he was telling me he possibly had a ticket to go to the game. And all I did was start laughing because I was like, wait a minute. Busby is going to go to a Niners game and he's actually excited about it. I was. The same Busby that has been shit talking everything that Jed York stands for for the last two or three years. I like, was. are you serious? I was. And Busby was just so was exhilarated at the fact he was going to get a comp ticket. Yeah. And then the shit. game started. And the game was decent <laughs> at first. And then <laughs> they started fucking up. 
And then when they fucked up, I just had this little sour taste in my mouth. And I just didn't want to watch football after that. I was pissed. <laughs> I turned. The, I watched Game of Thrones after that. In the third quarter, I just turned it off. When they when the Panthers scored again, I just turned the game off. Yeah, it was like he completely realized. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> this is why. <laughs> yeah, this is why I don't watch football. This is why I would not. Yeah, and also speaking of the game, there was barely anybody at Levi Stadium. Yeah, start of the third quarter was rough, man. I looked at that, I was like, yeah, there's a oh, lot man. of red seats out there. And I'm like, oh, and then they showed, and I saw a picture of the whole stadium. There was nobody, there was damn near, it looked like a freaking high school football game. Barely right. anybody was at the in the game, at the stadium. Like, people just left. They, they, they knew what was going on. You know what, fuck these niggas. Yeah, pretty much. Shit, um, man. So while that was going on in the Bay Area, uh, my squadron, yeah, your uh, Raiders out won. In Tennessee. Whoopie-doo, your Raiders won. Well, it's deeper than that, man. You jumping into stuff, and you got you missing the biggest event that we had. It was the return of Beast Mode. Duh. And he showed that he did not miss a step. Of course he His didn't. First His run, first run of the regular season was a 14-yard run, and then one of his final runs in the game was during the closeout time. And he made a 305-pound pro bowler look like a child. Yeah. He, and completely you, – you remember the interview when he said, uh, you know, you just got to keep running over and over, over, and, over, and, over, over and, and over and over and over. And he was like, so what's the moral of the story? Run through a motherfucker's face. That's exactly what happened. That was another chapter in the book of run through a motherfucker's face. He literally ran and through his face, man. He literally ran through it. And shout out to my little homie, Nana, who was um, also in uh, our department. Um, he moved down here to L.A. as well. Um, he came over. We were watching it. And, man, when that happened, we lost our shit. And then he, that and then he flipped so... off the camera, right? Huh? He flipped off the camera after that, right? Oh, no. He wasn't He wasn't doing it to the camera. He was doing it to the defensive backs. <laughs> the kid just how happened. The camera caught it, and he was right in plain view. <laughs> He's probably going to get fined, but you know he don't care. Yeah, and then that was another thing too. He uh, after the game, uh, Coach Del Rio was doing his presser, and he walks in on the presser and he's like, "Hey, uh, I'm good to go, right? You know, I waited at my locker for three minutes, but nobody showed up." And so Coach Del Rio was like, "Yeah, you good?" He walked off. Um, so at the time, all I heard was the audio. They actually released the video of it, and then as he closed the door and he's walking away, he's just in his drawers and he walks back into the locker. Room. Yeah, that that sounds like that <laughs> sounds like Marshall. That's too man. He is too Oakland. He's too yep. damn hood. He's too open but, uh, for his own good. Yeah. As far as the game goes, man, I felt so disrespected. Yeah, I was about to talk about started. that. The ty- I saw the. Like, I, let me talk about it. I was watching. No, no, it. no, no. You, you had no, nah, no. Nah, this is my team. You, <laughs> yeah, I guess. You, but see, that's what happens when you try to rush me off. See, okay. you, you didn't want to talk about it. You was like, oh, your Raiders won. Yep, I sure did. You lost your opportunity. You lost your opportunity. Now let me talk. Yeah, let's do so, that for the Cowboys, dude. So. um... These motherfuckers had the audacity to do an onside kick to start the season off on us. Yeah, that was stupid. That should just show you that they that should show you the testament of how scared they are of you guys, of your offense at least. Oh yeah. So your defense still needs some work though. So they they kick off and I'm like, I'm staring at the TV, I'm like, they didn't just do that. And Nana looks at me and he goes, Wait, that was actually to start the game off? Like that wasn't a practice? And I was like, they onside kick to start the season off. And then at that point, I was like, just score on them just to make a statement. Sure enough, Marshawn gets a 14-yard run. They bulldoze down a couple plays later. Derek throws to Amari. Amari catches it. Doesn't. It looks like he's going down. Spin-a-roonies. 
Uh, and then backs his way into the end zone, and that's how we start the season off. Um, the defense still looked a little bit rough to start the game off. Uh, Mariota was six for six uh, on third downs. It just it wasn't looking good. But the second half came around, and it was a whole different story. Defense actually stepped up, held their own. Um, and shout out to our kicker, Giorgio. So Giorgio comes around um, all, all the time through training camp. And then he's always around towards the latter end of the season um, just to give Janikowski some relief. But Janikowski got hurt. So we had to call Giorgio in. How long is Janikowski out? We don't know. Mm. I I just got the word Saturday night. Damn. Um, So they actually had to fly him out to to Nashville uh, that day. Mm. And um, he goes out there and he's four for four with his field goals. Is he Um, he a rookie? He's technically a rookie because he hasn't he hasn't played in the regular season. Wow. Um, so he goes for four. Two of them are 52-yard field goals. Um, he connects on two uh, extra points. So he totaled for 14 of the 26 points. And now he holds the record for the Raiders in terms of uh, most points scored um, in a debut. Wow. He accounted for 14. And rightfully so, he got the game ball. He so deserved it. He, yeah, he, 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 he got y'all in that shit, man. He definitely deserved it. It couldn't have happened to a better guy. I, I got a lot of love for Giorgio. He's a real, real cool, nice, humble guy. He's just one of those guys where he's like, as long as I have an opportunity to keep coming back, I'm going to take full advantage of it. And he took full advantage of it. So um, who do you guys got next week? Got the Jets. Oh, that's another win. Hope so. Mm-hmm. Um, this This week was a nice start to, you know, get everything going, so. Just got to keep pushing momentum. At this rate, we know. I, I say we still. Um, yeah. So, you know, we, we know that at this point, it's basically AFC title game of bust. Oh, uh, minimum. Oh, why do you think Marshawn came back? He got he came back to get y'all a ring and then leave it to the sunset. That's his goal. In two years, he's getting y'all a ring mm-hmm. until y'all go to Vegas. That's mm-hmm. the plan. Now, it comes to my Niners. So, if I say anything positive about my Niners, we did look kind of decent, kind of, on offense. But in the first half, in the first half. And then I don't know about the play calling. I don't know what Kyle Shanahan is thinking. He's trying to do that whole Atlanta Falcons shit. But the thing about the Atlanta Falcons is that they have a, they have the tap, they have the personnel. We don't have the personnel. <laughs> and also, if we go to if we just go into injuries. Yeah. Well, you saw it on Twitter. You saw the whole lineup of Twitter. I was like, oh, watching my Niners play with the whole Vince McMahon sitting up, kind of looking interested. And then mm-hmm. and I put and then the next tweet. Never mind. And then third mm-hmm. tweet. And then third tweet. Adrian Foster gets injured. I'm like, of course he's injured. Of oh, fucking mm-hmm. course he's injured. <laughs> and then the fourth tweet. Fuck Jed York. <laughs> <laughs> so that just kind of sums up my Niners. I don't know. You said six games. Shit. You better hope. You better hope people show up. I probably, probably Niners tickets going to be on sale for like five bucks, and people still well, won't shit, show that's up. How much- that's how much they cost for the Rams. Damn, five bucks. Rams tickets. Rams tickets were only were as low as six dollars. Wow! And no one yeah. still didn't and show up. Nobody showed up. And the funny thing was, the Rams actually blew the damn Colts up forty-three or forty-six to nine. Yeah, they actually kind of looked decent. And, well, that's because well, Andrew because, Luck wasn't playing. That's why. Right, and who I don't even and the backup don't even deserve to be called by by name. He's that damn bad. He was the perfect example that everybody needed to verify that Cap is being blackballed. Mm-hmm. Because there's no way on God's green earth that man should even be on a practice squad in the NFL. Oh my! He God. just if, he, he. If you saw highlights of that, 
He went nine for 18, and he threw two picks, and both of those picks were pick sixes. All of them. Yeah. Trash. It just, it, 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 he just, he looked bad. And there's a lot of quarterbacks around the league that just, that was more proof. I mean, for, honestly, for a week one, there was not a lot of excitement. Yeah, really you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. usually usually in week one, there's games that go down to the wire. And even the games that went down to the wire just weren't well, as Well, the Chicago went down to the wire with, um, who, who did Chicago go down to the with wire? With the Falcons. With the Falcons, yeah. They blew that shit. And even then, it didn't even look captivating. It was kind of like, all right, Bears going to fuck up right now. And Three, they did. two, there it goes. <laughs> there it goes. There it goes. Fuck up. <laughs> um, but, I mean, football's back. It, it, it you gotta love it until February. It's just like when is when is shit really got it? Because I was telling everyone it's just week one, but like, like oh, every win matters, which is true. In the NFL, yep. every win doesn't matter, but y'all should really start paying attention in what week five. Honestly, honestly, if your team is in contention, you're paying attention from week one. Um, if your team is not in contention, you're honestly not paying attention past week four. And if you're a bandwagoner, you're probably going to start paying attention right after Halloween. Pretty much. Because then that's when usually when you start bragging, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to rock with this team. I had an Uber rider this morning who basically just told me all he does is bandwagon. And the Super Bowl, for Super Bowl 50, he wore both a Broncos and a Panthers jersey. What a fat. At the same damn time. No offense. Sorry, gay people. But what a, man, I hate bandwagoners. See, that's the thing. You could have got me a job with the Raiders. It, when you back used to work over there, but I'm too much of a niner. I couldn't see. I couldn't. I couldn't do it, guy. Couldn't do it. I know it's money. You're a niner, and in, in, in your heart, you are a niner. But I can understand why you became a raider. They bought you. Maybe they bought your soul. Maybe deep down is somewhere. Somewhere. As far as I could tell, uh, I, I shit that out. Uh, I'm, I'm watching Monday Night Football right now. If you stay on the topic of football, so how's Madden looking? Because you said you finally played it and shit. Yeah, you uh, you gonna want to skip that shit. Um, like I said on the last show we had, I was gonna let you know how it was. I played that damn long shot uh, story mode, and I was pissed the fuck. Yeah, off tell people what I the finished. long shot story mode is. Like, so long shot story mode, you know, they hyped it up like it was gonna be on the level of two K, where you take this, uh, you take this young prospect um, into the league, and you know, you at least play your rookie year, and. That is not what happened. Matter of fact, you don't even get to play a game in the NFL. <laughs> this shit is literally the equivalent of when the Dallas Cowboys had that reality show to pick a wide receiver called Fourth and Long. It is the exact same format. Wow. The only difference is, is this is a quarterback you're playing with. And it's going to piss me off reliving it, but <laughs> I do this for the people and the culture, so fuck it. Yeah, JC, um, JC had to do that, so hopefully we don't have to go through that. Yeah, I die for everybody else's Madden sins, and I just want to say I can't wait until 2K drops on Friday. I'm trading that shit right back in. <laughs> um, <laughs> Damn. But basically what happens is is the prospect is um, he hasn't even played college ball in like three or four years. Huh? Um, he, he went to Texas, played three games, was terrible in those three games. His dad either died before the game started or his dad died before his final game in a car crash. His dad is portrayed by none other than Mahershala Ali. Mahershala Ali ain't turning down no checks at this After point. After he won so that Oscar, she yeah, give me that when money. he won that Oscar, when he won that Oscar, he's now coveted under that Oscar money. So Madden had to cash his ass out. Yep. I'm not mad at him for doing what he had to do yep. to get that money. But at the same time, this is some bullshit. <laughs> so... 
he dies, and then he there's die? a flashback in a car accident. Oh, okay. They don't even show the. I mean, rightfully so. It's it's t, it's a TV or whatever G rating the damn game is. So they don't show the accident. They just show the car hit into a tree and the police cars are behind it. Um, and the flashback, he, and when he's at Texas, he just he gives up and he walks away. And next thing you know, it's like four years later, and his friend is taking him from a small town in Texas to um, uh, Indianapolis for the combine. And, of course, he looks rusty as hell, but, he, you know, you actually get to play that mode. And then you get approached by these people to do a reality TV show. And that's pretty much how you spend the rest of the damn game mode, performing in this damn reality TV show. Okay. And there's plot twists and turns. And then they do flashbacks. <laughs> and the flashbacks, his backstory is he was this big blue, fi- uh, blue chip, five-star, number one quarterback out of high school. But every time you go back in the damn flashback, his damn team is down by 20. And he has to come back. What kind of bullshit is that? Exactly. I'm like, what kind of five-star talent is this? Like, what kind of shit is this? <laughs> so you got to pull and a like, Tom Brady, I, pretty much. All I could take away from it was this was a TV series or a straight-to-TV film that got axed in the 11th hour. And Madden was like, hey, you're not going to use it? Cool. Let's put it in. Let's attract our fans. And if anything, they just pissed off their fans even more. You don't have to, like, you I, don't have to spoil was, it off people that actually kind of want to play that damn game. But, you know. I mean, you can you can play it. You just know you're going to be pissed off at the oh, end. I'm like, not going to play that shit. When I play this? Madden, I just play Madden to play, you know, actual football. I don't play, like, story modes and shit. If I want to play a story mode, I play two, I play WWE 2K18 or some shit. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, this 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 just left a, a bad taste in my mouth <laughs> to the point where I'm like, I don't even want to play Madden no more. Well, well okay, but how do, your, how do the teams look? How do the Niners, how do the Raiders, how does everyone look? I've only played with the Raiders, and the Raiders are scary as hell as on offense. Oh, shit. Like, they, we, I have... I've played four or five games, and I have yet to not score on an opening drive with the Raiders. See, that's that's how it was back then, years ago, when the Niners were like actually good. Motherfuckers were saying, "Man, the Niners were cheating on Madden." I was like, "Nah, we was just that damn good." <sighs> yeah, fucking bullshit. Back in, the day. back in the day, now I gotta actually try hard <laughs> with the Niners. Like, oh, yeah. you picking the Niners? Oh, I'm gonna beat your ass, and then I end up beating yeah. that ass. Like, what the hell are you? So, because you, yeah, because I know how to play football, guy. The fuck, right? So I'm giving up on Madden just the same way as uh, the 2017 season has given up on a select few players already. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a moment of so, silence for their injuries. Yeah, so David Johnson running back from the Cardinals. At this point, it's unknown how long he's going to be out, but he's going to be out with a wrist injury. Um, Allen Robinson, who's on my damn fantasy team in my dynasty league, womp. he tore his ACL on a catch. Womp, womp. Um, that's why I can't yeah, do for, fantasy. But, That's why I cannot do fantasy games because the, fantasy the fortunate them, thing about that though is the fortunate thing about that though is I'm so stacked at wide receiver. It's kind of like, eh. Who else do you have? That sucks. Devonte, my little shots to young Devonte, uh, Devonte Adams, Kelvin Benjamin, Larry, uh, nice Fitzgerald. Um, I got a whole bunch of okay, other so, you, so you're sure. good then. I'm good on that end. Um, Kevin White. So I remember there was a point where Raiders fans were pissed off. We drafted Amari Cooper instead of Kevin White. Kevin White, I don't even think has played more than two games in the season. He, again, now has a shoulder injury, and they fear he's done for the season. Ain't that about a bitch. Yeah, he's so he's gone with that. Um, like you said earlier, Ruben Foster, he was actually having a good game. Yep. But fortunately, fortunately, and this is a, this, this is a testament. This is why I'm saying you just got to ride with it. I know what it feels like being both a Niner fan, 
post uh, Garcia and Terrell Owens for that 10-year drought <sighs> and joining the Raiders organization um, the year before we started off 0-10. I know, what it, I know what it feels like. You just got to hold through. And Reuben Foster is somebody that you want to build around because he hurt his ankle, he gets carted off, and then he comes back out to the field and he's begging the coaching staff, look, they just take it up. I'm good to go. Put me back out there. And, of course, the coaching staff's like, we got to look at the bigger picture, man. We want to get you into the Hall of Fame. We ain't worried about this game right now. We're getting our ass kicked. Um, so fortunately fortunately for him, it doesn't look like it's anything that's very drastic. So chances are he, you know, he's questionable for next week, but it doesn't look like he'll be missing yeah, that he ain't going to be missing. He'll be all right. Yeah, so, you know what I'm saying? Just build around him. Um, and I want to give special prayers uh, to Eric Berry, safety of the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, if you don't know his story, look it up. It's a tremendous story. He he bounced back um, through uh, through a, a disease, um, but his season unfortunately came to an end Thursday night when he ruptured his Achilles tendon. Um, and that pretty much covers this. Man, week one's always yeah, man. Week one sets the tone. So week one, you either the happiest of the happy, or you are like shit. All right, I'm I'm going to do something else for the rest of the season. Oh yeah, the cow- <laughs> oh yeah, the Cowboys won. But anyway, oh and the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so let's go on. Shout out- and shout out to my boy Bryce Butler. Yeah, Bryce, shout nice, out to him. Catch from that. But you know, um, if I hate any other teams, it's the damn cow. Well, I don't really hate them. I just don't <laughs> really care for them. Yeah, that that game was. Uh, I mean, I understand it from a Cowboys perspective. Uh, a few of my boys, shout out to them. They all uh, went out to Dallas for the game. Um, I can understand it if you're a Cowboys fan. You didn't care that the fact that it, the score was sixteen to three because you suffered uh, years without having a defense and. Tony Romo finding a way to throw an interception at the wrong time and the game ends the other way. Mm-hmm. Um, for everybody else, though, that shit was boring as hell last it was. night. It was. I ain't even front. Oh, yeah. And speaking of, of Romo, that dude was commentating, commentating the Raider game, and he was actually low-key good calling out yeah, plays Yeah, he kept calling out our damn plays before the damn Because it's <laughs> the quarterback. He's still, he, it's, the, it's the player in him. He still has that itch because he's still – at first, he's going to be okay with this shit. But when he, when he has to commentate that um, Cowboy game – and he sees what he missed, he's going to realize that he got bamboozled. He got played. Jerry Jones played his oh, ass. Knows. Huh? He knows. He knows. He knows he got played. He don't want to do this shit. He don't want, he knows he don't it, want to be sitting up there. Yeah, but you know, he, he did his thing. Just, you know, stop calling out our damn plays beforehand. <laughs> he's like, oh, um, that's the play to the left, bro. He's like, <laughs> he kept saying, yeah. five bucks, this is the play to the left. Five bucks up, I'm this like, is the pass. Shut your ass up and <laughs> get out of here with that bullshit. <laughs> They're gonna probably tell him. They're gonna probably tell him to stop doing that. It was like, yeah, you you need to be quiet. Yeah. (laughs) And then um, Eli Manning just looked like pure trash. Eli Manning, dog. He always looks like Like, pure trash. If his, I I swear, I've been saying this for so long. If his last name wasn't Manning, everybody would be on his ass nonstop. Like he's he's just saved by that last name. We'll put it there. Not gonna take away the fact that he's not a formidable quarterback, but. They ain't got no offensive line. Odell missed the game. And at this point, if I'm Odell's agent, I walk into that office. I'm like, just give me the blank check right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm a factor to you niggas, bro. Yeah, just just give me the blank check right now. Let's save everybody some time. Because they looked abysmal. Well, you know. And that was week one in a nutshell. Yeah, week one. So, you know, there was some the natural disasters were happening. Mother Nature is just... You know, feeling the type of way, so she yeah. wanted to just show everyone who's the head bitch in charge on this here planet. So, Hurricane Irma wrecked havoc throughout the Caribbean and throughout all the little small islands. And as of right now, it 
thank 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 God it went down to a tropical storm when it hit you know Florida. There's like you know God bless everybody around. God bless all around them. Yeah, and in Florida and Florida, Miami, it was heavy flooding and shit like that. So God bless them. But you know us, you know us humans. We always we always got to find something humorous in that. So last so last last morning yesterday, I'm online, and I see this clip. Of this guy, mm-hmm. this meteorologist, he's a storm chaser. He's in the middle of the storm. When the storm's at its peak, like it just hits shores, like 118 mile per hour winds. This dude gets out his car. Yep. <laughs> and he is battling the wind. Yep. <laughs> it's like he's trying to what get What are you out. doing, man? Oh, man. Just watching. What the hell are you doing? He's trying to struggle to get up and try to stay up. He's getting backed <laughs> up. He's trying. He's literally putting a thermometer in the air and shit. But I said that to my friend. He was like, yo, does he have a cross in his hand? And then I just started dying laughing. Like, the power of Christ compels you. Yeah. <laughs> I, and then you called. I called you yesterday. And I was like, that motherfucker looked like he was, uh. Like he was Gandalf and he was out there. You, you shall, shall not, not pass. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. That and shit then, uh, had me rolling. And then shout out to Jamel Hill, one of the co-hosts of Sports Center Six. Um, I saw her tweet uh today and she was like, when you trying to give gum to your coworker whose breath stinks. <laughs> <laughs> No, I had one. I had, I had one that said, "This is what it's like trying to argue with a woman." Yep. That's that's the damn truth too. <laughs> oh damn, that shit was hella funny. That whole shit, man. I, we gotta find the cop. Look, just I watched that clip like ten times, man. That shit. Was you gotta funny. find something to keep keep yourself from going crazy because the world is the world will bring. It, it'll be a depressing place if you allow it to be for real. For so real. you gotta just find something just to laugh about just to laugh at and the fact he even when he got out the car (laughs) (laughs) i knew we were in for some shit that we were about to see like i'm johnny knoxville welcome to jackass (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly what it was (laughs) so anyway um yeah that's hurricane irma man that shit was hilarious that 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 shit was just funny as hell but shout out to everyone so uh, another shit that really pissed you off jc also yesterday i'm scrolling on social media i get to the rock you know like the great one the greatest the, one of the greatest oh, wrestlers God. of all time the highest paid actor in hollywood which is still mind-blowing to me and you know i'm kind of looking at his comments and he's kind of sitting there trying to write his notes he you know rock always posing he sometimes i feel he does a little too much but he's the rock he's the great one he can do what the fuck he wants so i'm kind of scrolling and all of a sudden i see a post i see a comment by Jody, aka Tyrese, and he pretty much said that I, I, I'm paraphrasing what he said, but he was like, "Yeah, if you return my phone calls, you would know why you shouldn't do that Hobbs movie. We, this we a fast family, we a family." Well, he said some little stupid shit like that. I'm like, "Hold up, what? Well, what, Jody? Are you fucking serious? Are you fucking serious?" So <laughs> I sent this shit to JC, and I was like, "Nigga, read this shit." He sent this to me, mind you, he sent this to me right after the homie Seth Roberts caught his touchdown and we in good spirits. And I read that shit and just the fact that I just was thinking about him writing it and typing it in, it just pissed me off to my damn core. Like, nigga, who the fuck is you? You feel me? 
And it's like, just imagine being the highest paid actor in Hollywood. You have TV shows. You have high paid movies in theaters. You go to you do WWE on your part time when you feel like it. You're getting money all over. And then you have this nigga come in your comments. Oh, first he's trying to call you. Then he tries right. to come in your comments and tries to check you. Like, nigga, who the fuck is you? <laughs> That's that nerve, man. That's like, that nerve. Honestly, Todd, Jody is just, he's just weird. Jody's weird. He's like his whole mindset ever since baby boy. He's just kind of not, he's just not there. And the thing of it is, is he's put now he's put out their private business out in the open. For real. And the situation at hand, it ain't even the rock's fault. Like that whole beef started because Vin Diesel was feeling some type of way. For real. And then Jody has to get, get a part of it. Like he was the star of the fucking movie. Right. Like, why don't you. Why don't you just mind your own business and worry about not fucking up the next Jimmy Iovine deal? How about that? Seriously, how about that? Because they threw you under the bus with the quickness. Shit, man. Well, yeah, that's a random when we stay on the topic of movies. It was, you know, for the last few weeks, it's been like a drought at the movie theaters and shit. There was really mm-hmm. nothing. For the past two, three weeks, there was nothing at the movie theaters. But in the shadows was the Stephen King remake called It. I've heard good things about it. Uh, right, so yeah, so uh, opening weekend, I didn't expect. I knew it was going to be big, but man, it felt like the entire my entire city was at the movie theaters. Well, of course, because it was all when we were when we were all little kids. It was either that the ones who are afraid of clowns now. That's basically why they're afraid of clowns. And well, I wasn't really scared. I was there. when I was a kid. I wasn't really scared of it. No, I'm saying the yeah. ones who are afraid of clowns now. Oh yeah, yeah, can yeah, all, yeah. That you can all always channel it back and say it's because of it. Yeah. Yeah, the movie was really it was the remake of the Stephen King no- of the novel and the miniseries, and like it was packed and in my opinion it delivered. It was one of the best Everybody's movies of the year. It was it's like and it was very it was very funny. It was very entertaining and it was pretty. It had some spooky moments, bro. Some very spooky moments, in my opinion. Like some people might not think it's that scary, but to me, like watching it the first time, I was sitting with mm-hmm. I was sitting with this other black dude. I was sitting next to me, didn't know him because he went by himself, just like me. And they got to we got to one certain part in the movie, like there was the garage scene in the movie, not the garage. What was it the basement scene? Like the sh- you saw it in the trailer. Yeah. It's like you're float too, you're float too, like that shit. And it looks different in the uh, movie version, but when we watched them, that version, man, old boy sitting was next to me. He was like, "Man, I got," he's like, "Man, I gotta go to church, bro." <laughs> 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 he was like, "Man, I gotta get home. I'm about, I'm about to leave this shit." But he was, he kept saying that over and over. Like he looked like at one point, I thought he was gonna get up and oh, leave. Oh man, that motherfucker wide open. Yeah, I saw that shit. Good lord, I saw that shit. We watched Monday Night Football right now. But um, yeah, bro, that it was a really good movie. It was really good. Like shout out to all the actors and especially old boy from Stranger Things. He was the highlight of the movie. Like <laughs> there was this one part where old boy goes and says, um, "Oh yeah, I heard like oh, yeah, I heard she's a slut, man. She she has a she she been messing around with dudes longer than my fucking wang." And then <laughs> no no no. And then old boy next to him say, "Yeah, I ain't saying much." <laughs> <laughs> and then this other part, one old boy goes and says, "Man, are virgins? It's like, am I the only one not seeing this shit? Do virgins are virgins the only one that sees this shit? <laughs> there are so many one-liners in this shit. Like it was, if I could describe the movie, it was, it was funnier it, than the miniseries. Oh yeah, well the miniseries was funny unintentionally. This one was actually funny. You know, it was if you, if I could describe this movie, it's The Goonies meets Nightmare on Elm Street. Was the was the best line in the miniseries in this one? 
Well, yeah, you're afloat too. That was no, 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 no. Were they were they just kids in this one? Yeah, they were just kids. Cause oh cause man, because they set because they set up the sequel. They they, pre- they do set up the sequel because they're going to be adults in the next one. Because yeah. at the end of the movie, okay, they, it, it says chapter one. Okay, and, they gotta have they gotta have the best line in the sequel. What's the best line in the sequel in the miniseries? I never watched the miniseries like that. Oh, you never saw it? Okay, so um, so. One of the kids and the girl, when they grow up, they end up, uh, after the events of the second one, they end up dating. And they yeah, yeah, yeah. But they start expressing feelings. Yeah. So he catches her alone, and they embrace. And next thing you know, the camera pans out, and it slowly starts coming up, and it's the clown. It's Pennywise. <laughs> and then he looks at me and he goes, kiss me, fat boy. <laughs> 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 no, 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 no. There's and then another he one. walks away scared, and Pennywise just thinks it's the funniest shit ever, and he starts busting out laughing. It was the most... Dog, you no, are no. definitely right, because there were some unintentionally funny moments in the oh, miniseries. And the that miniseries, by far was the best the line in the miniseries. Tim Carey goes and says, my boy, my boy Justin, we all used to make fun of this movie just for the one-liners. Like, yeah, they all float, just like you, fat boy. Even though it wasn't <laughs> in the movie. Or, or this one. Don't you want it? Don't you want it? Don't you want it? <laughs> oh shit that's the unintentional comedy part of that damn movie man yeah, now that that's hands down kiss me fat boy <laughs> just like when you look back at the miniseries like this shit was scary to you niggas i'm like man i wouldn't have watched this as a kid i was like the same when chucky came out when the child's play movies came out at first i thought it was gonna be scared shitless but then when i watched it that shit was fucking hilarious yeah that's i love why I child's get, play I, honestly i can't watch films from the mid to late 80s in well, the early some 90s. of them. Some of like, them. I, I can't watch a majority of them because I just be, and it's not even the horror movies. It's like <laughs> movies in general. I just mm. be looking back and I'm like, really? That's what passed off back then? I mean, no, you'd be surprised. Some movies were rated PG and they were fucking like, they should have been PG oh, yeah. 13 and shit. Like, Back to the Future. You know how many cuss words I run for Back to the Future Part 2? Yep. Holy shit! You dead, you little son of a bitch! That was in a PG movie, bruh! Mm. <laughs> <laughs> ah, damn. Get away with a lot back then. No, speaking of TV, I've been binge watching Game of Thrones. I'm on season six now, and nigga, hey, it's a show you need to get into, man. There's a whole lot of shit going on in that show. It's, it's not for me, man. I mean, I'll try, I'll try it one more time, but it's just, it's. I've tried two times. It's, I, it's, well, it's yeah, that's a, that's what happened to me. That's what happened to me. I watched, I got, I was into it the first two times, and then I was like, eh. But then when the show was really popping off, and I'm seeing everyone into it, and I was like, okay, let me just really watch it to see what what it was. So I watched it. And it's a it's pretty slow in the first season, but then I think after I say the first season, second in the midway through the third season, that's when shit picks up, and then I'm just glued in. So yeah. it's a, it's a good it's, it's a pretty inter- interesting series, really good series. Because after after because the hell of shit popped off on Netflix, like the third season of Narcos came on and shit, and I'm just and then fucking Stranger Things is gonna pop up next month, man. This is so much shit, so much TV, so much so much everything, shit. Yeah. yeah. So what else has been going on, bruh? I, I sent you the list. I would go back to it, but I don't want to fucking hang up on your so ass. So while you was watching that, um, we jumped to the conclusion with Power yes. uh, a few episodes ago. Yeah, well, the last one, well, not a few episodes, but like the last, the season finale. No, no, no. We remember because when, when the leak first came out, we oh, jumped yeah, to conclusions. That yeah, was we jumped episodes to, ago. Yeah, we really jumped to conclusions for that because we thought it was going to be some bullshit. And then mm-hmm. we actually watched the episode in full context and it was like, Okay, it, this isn't some bullshit. I mean, everyone already talked about it. We don't, we don't really need to go really in depth with it, but right. But basically, much, the band's back together. Yep, and Dre's uh, the new villain. 
Dre's new villain, which again, you, we need to appreciate the fact that we're seeing ghosts come up through Dre. Uh-huh. People, like people really need to grasp that concept. We are seeing ghosts come up through Dre. And yeah. it went over the top, and I knew that this was not the nigga you wanted to fuck with when he put the knife to the priest. Yeah. And he said, just, you have no limits, and that now makes you the most dangerous person on this show. Mm-hmm. So we're going to see how that... Do you think it's going to be the last season, or do you think something else is going to happen? It should be, honestly, yeah. in my opinion. It should um, be. At this point, but, you know, we'll see how it goes, because now you got to add Tariq to the equation now, because Tariq is now a part of the family business. Yeah, I see... Let me go back to Tyree. Tariq. I see everyone knows, if you listen to this show, I hated that character Tariq more than anybody. Am, am I right? No, oh, you... <laughs> Every time somebody need to snuff this motherfucker. <laughs> yes, but when I watched Game of Thrones, there was this dude, this little kid named Joffrey, not Jeffrey, Joffrey, King Jeffrey. Everybody that watched Game of Thrones knows what I'm talking about. This dude, I hated him more than Tyreek. He was the complete definition of a whole ass nigga. Listen to how I said that. Whole ass. Nicka. Like, I did despise him because he was such a bitch and evil and such a. He needed. Like, I, something needed to happen to him. So, season four, episode two. I'm going to remember that. It was so random how he died, but I loved every fucking second. He, he fucking got poisoned. And it was during his little wedding when he's supposed to marry this chick. And he was talking hella shit. Everyone was looking at him like they were sick and tired of this nigga. And he just drank some. He drank a wine which was poisoned. And then he started choking and choking. And when he started choking and coughing, I'm like, yo, he's coughing a little too much. I'm like, oh. Oh, oh, and I, I was getting up and I got on Instagram and I shut up. I was like, die, little nigga, joke, little nigga, die. I was, I had so much joy watching his character die. Like, if he was alive, yeah, I'll be kind of evil being that. But this is, he was an evil dude. He needed to die. And he was a fictional character. And, oh, my God, JC, I was so happy watching him die. It made me kind of appreciate Tyreek a little bit. But oh man, when he died, it was they felt like orgasm. It was like oh yes. So yeah, <laughs> fuck Joffrey. That's probably gonna be the cover. His fucking the look the look of death on his face. So it's gonna that's what it's gonna be called. Fuck Joffrey. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Tyreek's in the equation now. If we go back to power, Tyreek's in the equation now since he killed his sister's killer and Ray Ray. Ray Ray and I'm just doing the spark notes and Angela Angela is now the lead in the freaking case now um, mm-hmm. Tasha is pretty much going to take the fall for the gun because she knows yep. it's going to come back to them and um, yeah it's season 6 or season 5 next year during the summer yeah I feel like um, it's either Kanan or Tommy that's going to die it's one Pro- of the two probably Tommy because, yeah. we, because we know how this show works this show don't let dynasties last long. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably fifty gonna die. Fifty gonna. Yeah, he's gonna go out in a very extravagant way too, because you know fifty. Yeah. He's, yeah. He has too much of an ego. And also, when it comes to season finales, in, the Insecure season finale was last night, and I've been trying to get your black ass to watch Insecure for the longest time, but it's only eight episodes, man. You can get through them. Get eight that. episodes, thirty minutes. But anyway, it was kind of a triggering, tr- triggering episode. Lawrence and Essa finally kind of hashed out their shit and they found some closure from it molly is still just doing stupid shit doing little whole shit and this is why i need a female on here to watch the show with me so we could really talk this shit and it's fucking rainy ain't that a bitch 
<laughs> but um, yeah, Insecure it got it got picked up for season three. So shout out to Issa Rae. Shout out to everyone watching that shit damn show. So hell yeah, hell yeah. So you might as well you want to talk about extension. You want to talk about these anniversaries? Um, Let's talk about extension, Ex- yeah. extraction, whatever. So over this week, last the last podcast we talked about, we talked about ex. Extraction. I'm, I fuck his name. <laughs> Excedrin. Excedrin. There you go. <laughs> you fucking you fuck up Karuchi's name. I fuck up this nigga's name. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Excedrin's fucking um album was it seventeen or nineteen? It was seventeen. 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 And we really praised the album. But the last thing we said was that beyond music, he is a whole ass nigga. Oh yeah, I still stand by it because there's been a few people who said I just won't allow myself to listen to it, and I it's, said I don't blame you because I, I don't feel blame the same them, way yeah. the young thug. So and if Azalea. you listen to it, cool. And if you don't, then I'm not gonna be mad at it. Just take it what it is. And Azalea Banks, Azalea Banks, yeah, too. her too. Yep. So, uh, so yeah, so pretty much if you know the history of him, he went to jail for the like pretty much being a menace to society, domestic violence, domestic violence, and being a menace to society and shit like that. So. I think Pitchfork got their hands on the disposition on the disposition of of a hundred deposition. It was like a hundred fifty page document of his girlfriend at the time, his ex girlfriend, and she went into complete detail about their uh, their toxic, violent relationship. And pretty much the first time she met him, he pretty much put his hands around her neck. Pretty much, not wow. in a playful matter either, just on some choke slam shit. Just put his hands around her neck. And then pretty much she goes into complete detail, talk about how he just belittled, belittled her. And what what did the notes say on there? Like I said, I can't look at it like that. Uh, basically, the, it's so damn graphic. And it's like, it's some shit that you would honestly read. Out of in a horror a, movie. Either in a horror movie or the captions on Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> yeah. Says he threatened to put a barbecue pitchfork in her vagina. Yes, he did. Yeah, and she passed out. It, and it was just like, people think, oh, this bitch is lying. I'm like, you can't make no shit up like that. You, you can't. Like, there's <sighs> there's just some things you're not going to make up. That's and, one of them. And beating her with hangers and shit like that. And yeah, and then he got mad at her and beat her up for because he heard her rapping along to another rapper's verse on his song. Yeah. That was just weird. I was like, dude, what? Like, in a nutshell, he is all, like, it's just like, there was, she went into complete detail, especially how she escaped, because she broke up with her boyfriend to get with Excedrin, pretty much. She broke up with her boyfriend at the time, so this is how, I, this is this irony, she, when she escaped from his house and shit while he was playing video games, the only person she knew to call was her ex-boyfriend. Right. <laughs> and he picked her up, and pretty much that's when she filed charges. Motherfucker even even threatened to kill her and her child that he was when she was pregnant and shit like that. Like this dude is just he's just crazy. Like from what she's saying, she is crazy. He is crazy, and of course he's denying it. He's always denying it, saying she's lying. Even his fans are backing him up because he has that cult following and shit like that. But you can't like I like. you got to side with this female. It's like, dude, what the fuck? And you see his history and all that, and you see how he is, especially when I was reading his little double X, his double XL freshman shit, how he talked about how he got in fights all the damn time in high school. And I'm like, dude, this little short motherfucker, he never saw a real man in his life. He'll get dealt yeah. with. He'll probably yeah. get snuffed. So, yeah. Wow. Fuck that nigga. Pretty much. Music is cool, but I don't think I'm probably going to listen to anything with him anymore. I'm the same way. 
Like, like, and then when it comes down, when the end of the list, end of the year list comes out, yeah, he's going to be on that list, of course, because his album, because the music is undeniable. And this is this is the thing that's fucked up. It's like, where do you separate the music and the madness? Yeah, I mean, this basically again, it just comes down to um, what we expressed uh, in many episodes ago, where it's basically, I mean, if you, you know, you doing stuff that warrants you know some community service here and there it's like ah okay you know i ain't yeah. tripping off it but when it's a repeated pattern or it's to this extreme i just yeah. i'm not gonna rock with it it was like especially mr chris brown like i couldn't couldn't rock with chris brown no more man like the fuck right so speaking of motherfuckers like that have you heard about r kelly lately what now what's he doing you didn't hear about uh his trips to mcdonald's with his mama huh oh man <laughs> This motherfucker needs some help, man. Okay. He he talking about how he used to, as a kid he used to have a crush on his mama. What? <laughs> I'll send you the link because you you actually got to be informed. Sideways, so I can laugh even harder at this. No, no. The, my um, response is kind of just like what? no, I know, but I but you I need you to watch the the video of it first. He talking about the trips of when he used to go to McDonald's with his mama, and how he just loved it because he just had this. This nice crush on her in a mother son type of way. <laughs> Motherfucker, what are you talking about? <laughs> what the? F- All right. Well. Yeah, it's it, yeah. It's just R. Kelly being R. Kelly at this point. Okay. Well, I'm gonna hit up somebody who's like a real good. Oh yeah, I have a friend that I follow. Like we, I've known her for a long time on on Twitter and Instagram, and she's a hardcore R. R. Kelly fan, and she has to hear shit all the fucking time. So when the accusation, when those um, when the sex slave shit came out, she started. She kept. I sent it to her like, "Yo, what's up with your boy?" And she was like, "I know. I've been getting phone calls and text messages all day. Just shut up about it." So every time she <laughs> posts something R. Kelly related on her Instagram, she turns off the comments <laughs> she doesn't want to hear it like i know motherfucker <laughs> i don't want to hear it i don't want to hear it i know <laughs> so, yep yeah so that's our kelly's ass for you yeah so if we can still stick with music not a lot of new music drop but today is a pretty it's a, it's a day it's actually september 11th 2017 yeah. that's when we're recording this and it's also the 16 year anniversary of the terrorist attack that hit new york and hit the pentagon and pittsburgh and shit like that right and it's crazy it's been 16 years man that's fucking crazy time goes by man time hella flies i still i still remember the day it happened it was on a tuesday how i remember yep. it was a tuesday because it's Ra- music release day no because it because raw was well, that's on how Mo- i remember it well to me because raw was on monday and i remember how raw was on monday i was i watched trl i just remember how normal monday was and then i remember i woke up in the morning my mom woke me up and i was like all right whatever and, you know, I didn't turn the TV on. I went, took my shower to get ready for school. And then I got out the shower. I heard my mom downstairs um, talking to my um, aunt, that, that my aunt. And she's like, can you believe this? And I'm like, what? So I ran to the TV, turned on, and I saw the World Trade Center just up in smoke. No pun intended. And it said two planes hit it. So my first reaction was, yo, was this like a crazy-ass accident? Like, the fuck? And then mm-hmm. they showed the scene of the second plane hitting the building. And I'm like, whoa, this is, wow, okay. And then they said, oh, the Pentagon got hit. Hold on, what? And then other shit was going on. Hold on, what the fuck? It was, and then I remember right before I left for school, the first tower fell. And I was like, shit. And then I remember throughout the day, like, you know, people were kind of spooked at my middle school and shit like that. And then I remember when I'm in my, one of my history class, my history teacher just 
fucking scared the shit out of everybody and shit. Talking about it's going to be war, World War Three. it's the end of the world. And everyone's all looking at him like, what the fuck? And I remember when we left out, my boy was like, well, that was some scary shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And then after that, we found out the second tower fell. And then I remember coming home from school and it was on every channel except for the kids network. It was on MTV. It was on MTV, BET, every station. Like, you couldn't escape it. It was like, come on, bruh. Really? Y'all really? And some some of the networks suspended their programming because they were so scared. Only networks that did not suspend the programming was Comedy Central, um, Comedy Central, Cartoon Network, Disney Channel, and Nickelodeon. Yep. So you know their networks. Were, and also that same week, that's when Hardball came out. Right. So... Yeah, man, that, that was that was a really, really crazy-ass day. And also, since I'm petty like that, you, Bin Laden got killed by um, Obama. Obama killed Bin Laden. Well, I don't, his, uh, under his term. Under his term, Obama got that. Obama got didn't that nigga. run up in there like Tariq. It was just <laughs> under his term. <laughs> Can you imagine that shit, though? <laughs> you about to get got, Bin Laden. But what was your, what's your reflection on that day? Uh... I was going to school. It happened. It was a very quiet day at school, and that was about it. Yeah. Um, say a lot of prayers. Uh, say a lot of prayers for people, obviously, because you know everything leading up to that afterwards was uh, yeah very hectic and chaotic. Uh huh. And that was that. That was that, and man. And I remember. I remember the next year uh, when it was the one year anniversary. Um. 2001, 2002, I was in 8th grade um, And just so happened we were discussing um, Slavery at the time huh. And somebody, you know, being a smart ass Was, you know, oh my gosh, people should get over it And I'm like, ain't it been a year? Don't you want to get over 9-11? Like, if you're telling us to get over that, it's been a year You feel and me? Then, and really that's when it hit me It was like, oh, that's how everything works here Okay Mm-hmm. We got to get over that. Oh, oh my god! Shit! Hey, he's still caught. How was that a head to helmet to helmet? Yeah, we watch. We're doing this live. We're Stephon watching Monday Diggs. Hey, this is this a cold dude, man. If you got him in fantasy football, you are living. He is working tonight, and we yeah, saw it's, that. It's a, it's a it's a it's a it's a penalty. Hit him above the hit him above the um, shoulder pads. Okay. Anyway, but he was saying so. This is how it works over here in America. Yeah, I mean, basically, it's like uh, that's helmet to helmet. Look at that. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it's basically, oh, when it comes to slavery, you know, or anything that's to do with the mistreatment of black and brown people, get over it. Anything else that happens to us as a whole, you know, we must never forget. And then, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a reminder. I'm not trying to downplay how I feel about, you know, the events of 9-11. It's definitely horrible. A lot of families were broken up as a result of that. And, you know, it's something that you definitely wish didn't happen. Um, it's just people who are stuck in their ways after really want to prioritize certain things, but they want to, at the same time, diminish other people's pain and, and hurt from the past. Yeah. It's basically where we find ourselves 16 years later, ain't much changed. People still want to remember, but they, you know, the whole protest in the NFL and, and sports in general, you know, it's, uh, athletes shut up and just stay focused on sports. And it's like, who the fuck is you? Like they pay taxes Mm -hmm. just like us. Pretty much. About, but, you know, it is what it is. I do remember crazy. that two prominent albums came out that day. First one, of well, course, was the well, first Blueprint. And then the second one was also Fabulous's debut, 
Ghetto Dreams. Yes, everyone forgets the or Ghetto, ghetto Dreams Fabulous, I'm that. sorry. Yeah, everyone forgets that Fabulous dropped that same day. I hell forgot about that. Yep. Fabulous dropped that same day. Everybody but, was like, oh, oh man, that's a, oh, mm, they blew womp, it. Womp. And they got knocked, and they both got knocked the fuck out. Well, you know, yeah. all right. Anyway, yeah, still watching football. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, but everyone remembers Blueprint. So, <laughs> Blueprint. <laughs> Blueprint, Jay Z's, what album was it? It was like his fourth album, fifth album at this point? It don't matter. What was it? Okay, let me do Reasonable Doubt. It was volume. his fifth because they counted Rock La Familia as his. It was his fifth, yes. Yeah, Blueprint. His he dropped it on nine eleven, which is crazy mm-hmm. to really think about. That's crazy. Like re, that's crazy when you think about Reasonable Doubt dropped on June twenty fifth. You know when Michael died, and then Hove dropped Blueprint on nine eleven. That's crazy to think about. But it, it took me a while to really get into Blueprint because you know I was young, and then when I really listened to it, it's it really is a classic. He has like all half, pretty much the majority of that album is nothing but knockers. Yep. Nothing but knockers. And honestly, people really feel that's better than Blueprint. In my, and not Blueprint, but Reasonable Doubt. And I'm like, really? Even Hope doesn't even believe that. I mean, it, you know, whatever. Like, what's your... And, but we do remember, that's, all, that's when TakeOver dropped, when he, when he sent the first shot to Nas. And that's also when the only rapper that was featured on... Well, actually, there was two rappers that was featured on there. Kanye, well, even though he was Kanye, known as... but he was... Gita K. Was it yep. Gita K or whatever his name is? Gita whatever, K. Whatever. He was just linear notes. Yeah, linear notes, liner Kanye. notes. Liner yep. notes, Kanye. And Eminem wouldn't renegade or would, you know, recycled vocals because everyone knows yep. the story. That song was originally a Bad Me Tiva record with Stephon him and Royce. Stephon Diggs out here eating right now, man. I saw that. But it was originally uh, a record with him and Royce. And then, you know, he took Royce off, replaced it with Jay's and, you know, and everyone knows the story that, and you know. rest is history after that. And rest is history after that. But what's your what's your memory of Blueprint? Blueprint was cool. It was like my really first introduction. That's when I really started listening to albums at that point. Uh, so that was like my first introduction to Jay Z as far as an album's concerned. It was cool. Yeah, yeah. It's, it. it's kind of crazy on social media. Everyone's like, if any album has anybody on its nuts, it's Blueprint. Yeah. Everyone jumps on that. I don't know. That's what that's what makes Hov's the go. He can make album where people jump on its nuts. Like, bruh, really? Y'all really love this album like that? And yeah, granted, he has "You Don't Know," he has "Izzo," he has "Girls, Girls, Girls," "Song Cry," you know, he, classic records. When you look right. back, when, when we see him in December, like he's gonna perform damn near half the fucking album. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty much like his thriller in a way, when musically for me. But yeah, it's Blueprint. Blueprint holds classic album, of course, another classic. And also today, ten years ago. I guess we get into the meat of this shit. Ten mm-hmm. years ago, two other albums dropped yep. on September the 11th. Battle, the Battle of the First Week Sales. Yes. And it was Kanye West's Graduation versus, versus 50 Cent's Curtis. Yep. Yeah, I think that's the last time. No, there was another time, June 18th. But this was the last time, like, it was, like, publicized and shit. Yeah, so I was out in uh, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, my freshman year in college. Mm. And um, one of my classes was um, a pop culture music class. And that was our homework for the week. Our homework for the week was to evaluate and compare and contrast both albums. Oh, shit. That was our homework. And I was like, say no more, fam. That's fine with me. And I blasted the hell out of those two albums because at the time, 50 and Kanye were what was popping. And um, I remember the whole build up to that shit. 
Because honestly, like one is aged well, and the other one has it's forgotten. Like Curtis, let's keep it fun. We, we could talk about graduation. Everyone, everyone always talks about graduation, but Curtis. If we, if we know the history of what the album was supposed to be, that album was originally supposed to be called Before I Self-Destruct. Yep. And he had his... The first with, time. The first time. That was supposed to be... Even the cover, when you see 50 with his hands on his face, you could tell that was supposed to be the... That was supposed to be the title of the album. It was supposed to be right. called Before I Self-Destruct. And honestly, he was releasing singles, and all of them were flopping. They just... I, yeah, they, they the were one, not popping. The, they, the only one that was semi-popping was AO, AO Technology with him and Timberlake. But that was after the album that came out because they tried, um, what was it? Right, let's go back and let's look at this yeah. album. There was, what's it called? What, what songs were on there? I know there was Money, what's it called? Um, Laughing to the Bank. Laughing, uh, um, Straight <laughs> to the Bank. <laughs> yeah, Straight to the Bank. And then what other what songs were on there? Like, that's how, that's uh, how forgettable that Straight to the Bank album. and then it was, um, there was another one. I don't even know if it made the album. What was it? Um, cause oh amusement park, I mean it was oh, straight, remember, that did, that the did make the amusement album. park. They both they both dropped the same. It was like he was doing double singles. Yeah, he did double it wasn't videos a, too. It wasn't an A side B side. He dropped double singles. Yeah, amusement and park. Yep, I remember that. Amusement park just did not. That hit. shit was trash. That shit and was hella trash. Even the video was trash, man. Yeah. So leading up to it, everybody's like, man, I don't know. And then out of the blue. He, he dropped gets, a. He, um, he it was I get money. I get money uh, was originally supposed to be the remix to Laughing to the Bank. I remember yeah. that, and then he just turned it. I get money, and it came out of nowhere because he dropped it on Funk Flex, and then that shit blew up, and that pretty much gave him the boost to get to that. You know, yeah. Because the, the producer, if I'm not mistaken, the producer came from a SoundClick. Really? Like it was? It was literally he just found the track and he was like, "All right, well, let's just run with it. Let's see what happens." And then it blew up, and he was like, "All right, well, well this is officially not the remix anymore. We got to turn this into a single." Interscope ran behind it, and um, next thing you know, it's number fourteen on Rolling Stone's uh, list of hundred best songs of two thousand seven. That uh, that song was that they came it, it came out like nowhere. That shit came that out like a, a part, RKO. That was a straight party joint right there. I man. get money, money I got. I I get money. That was a that party shit joint. was raw. That shit was fucking raw. You know, but but it's al- like you said, like it's just the album itself because and it sucked too because the album itself like there was a few songs I really really enjoyed like fully loaded clip was oh, I, I remember that I, I wish I wish clip. this album had actually come out during this time frame where you didn't you weren't influenced by needing to drop a, a certain type of single you could just drop mm-hmm. a song and people would flock to it because yeah. had they pushed fully loaded clip in the ways you could do it today that would have been one of them joints where and then he had another I remember like he did hella videos he did this one video with Dustin Hoffman I forgot what it was called because it was on Curtis what was it called it was a slow joint I think Joe was on it you're looking at the track list aren't you yeah Joe wasn't on this album but who, no but what was let's go down the track list if I can remember I know Eminem go off man down I'll still man kill, down I remember that oh, that, song was, that song was raw I like that one um, I get money. Come and go with Dre. That song literally came and went. Literally, I forgot. Damn. Um, Ao technology. With Tim Follow Blake. my lead with Robin Thicke. That's the one I'm talking about. Follow my that lead. That one was smooth. It was alright. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. He had one with M on there too. What was it? what was the song with M? Peep show. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. That was forgettable. That was when M was still on his drugs and shit. Yeah, I remember at this time it was. I was everybody was bugging out too, like especially the hardcore Gina fans because we was like, where's Lloyd Banks at? 
Mm-hmm. And nobody was saying anything, but then years later, you find out this is the time frame where his dad died, and he was mm-hmm. going through his own personal stuff, so he wasn't even in the studio. Yeah. So, yeah, Curtis was just is me. I mean, he did it did great on the it did great on the fucking. Oh charts. yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. Because I mean, again, it was this one of was the biggest dates, and they was, they publicized it. Yeah, but we all know who the winner was, and it right. was Mr. Kanye West. This marks ten years since the release of Graduation. Right. Which which I call the last album where Kanye was happy. Easily, because it's the last time before his mom passed away. Yeah, last time before and his he was mom still died. Engaged, he was still engaged to... Uh, his, the love of his life. and yep. Yeah, man, that's... that's and good yeah. music was just starting. Like, literally getting their leg... Big Sean was still just a mixtape rapper at the time that uh-huh. he just signed. Uh-huh. Can't tell me nothing dropped. I remember I loved that damn record when it dropped. Oh, man. Yeah, and then because he had the Jeezy vocals, this mm-hmm. Jeezy was still he was still new to the game, and Kanye got yep. his ad libs and just put it on that shit. And like I said, I was in school in the South, so everybody was rocking to that joint. Everybody, as soon as them vocals la, came on, everybody la, was rocking la, with that. I get my money right. But oh. of course, we know we know that graduation has aged extremely well. All of Kanye's um, works, come on, all of Kanye's no, albums age. Come on now. No, they have not. They have not aged. That's what makes it. Jesus has not aged. At Jesus was not good to start with. So let's and not go there. I didn't say Jesus. I said all of Kanye's records. But you, you know. said all of Kanye's albums. Yeah, all of Kanye's albums. Well, Jesus is one of Kanye's albums. It, Man, it maybe when you get well. to the year 2045, you appreciate Jesus a lot more. Maybe Jesus has been out for four years now, and I still will tell you it's not appreciated in good time. So well, we'll hey, I, I, hey, I love the album. So shit. Yeah, you also think that you can't rank the albums, and I, can I still rank them can't. In three seconds. I still can't rank them. We, so we'll we already talked about that. But yeah, yep. go on. But yeah, graduate. I remember when I first heard "Flashing Lights," I was just that beat, just that. Oh my god, "Flashing man. Lights" a top five Kanye record for me. You know, then good. Oh yeah, the old oh, opening track, "Good Morning." Come on now. Mm-hmm. It was just like when you when you compare to contrast. Graduation, because I knew Kanye was going to come with this shit. I was like, "Come on!" It's like he's, I already knew what Fifty was going to do. I right. was more curious what Kanye was going to do. And then when you heard Kanye, it was like, "Of course he had the better record. Of course he had the better album." Duh. Yeah. You know, it wasn't and a shock. It wasn't a shock. People said it was like everyone talks about that was such a monumental moment in hip hop, which it was. And just talking about how this was like the death of the gangster rap because 50 came in at number two. But come on, if we, if we look back at what 50 was doing, he already burned his bridges with people at this yeah, point. He already uh, burned his bridges with Game. He burned his bridges with Fat Joe and Jadakiss. He was a, he was a heel. Nobody liked him at this mm-hmm. point. They were waiting for him to fail. And this was his first failure in a way. He won, but he failed at the same time, if that right. makes sense. Yep. You know, and he lost to Kanye. So, and it was just like, it was almost like passing of the torch. And honestly, after that, 50 was never the same. Musically, 50 was never the same. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, so. That was such a great, that was a great day in hip-hop. It was a great day. Graduation. Fucking Curtis! Yeah, and And you know, so we go from uh, Jay-Z dropping Blueprint, um, which included uh, The Takeover. Mm-hmm. And uh, 16 years later, around the same time, it seems that one, Lonzo Ball seemed to stir the pot with Nas around this, you know, the same time last past week uh, with his comments from uh, the family's uh, fresh new TV show, which you can find on Facebook and YouTube called Ball in the Family. Um, I... Again, I enjoy it. For Everybody knows I'm a Lakers fan, so there's bias reasons. But one thing <laughs> I do enjoy about it is 
they actually paint LeVar in a light where it's like, how can you dislike this man? Yeah, I actually watched an episode and I kind of low-key liked him. I'm like, okay, okay. I was like, okay, I, I, I see what JC was trying to say. I'm like, okay, I yeah, like, like this you, dude now. You gotta, you gotta see, you, you just, you gotta see his vision. And it's like, how can you take that away from him? He, he said it when he, you know, him and Tina first got together. We gonna have boys and they gonna be the greatest. How can you hate on that? Like the man prophesied it and he's living it now. And while we're, while, well, not weird because I've been on board for a while. While people are still confused and coming to grips with how they feel about it, he's already planning the next 15, 20 years. He's already, he's so, already planning ahead, man. So. Exactly, yeah. But let's um, just go, let's just get off that. But pretty much he disrespected God's son. No, he did not disrespect him. Well, okay, he, he said, didn't disrespect him. He let's, said, no. let's, I'm going to break it down because what he said, and social media has a way of taking it out of context. And it does not matter. He could have played, he could have been drafted for the Boston Celtics. I will still defend him in this right. They really? asked him what type of music he listens to. And, you know, he's like, you know, I listen to, you know, listen to what's hot, you know, Future, Migos. And one of the producers or whoever was talking was like, what about Nas? And he goes, <laughs> Nobody listens. Nobody's checking he for Nas like, no, like that No, but the anymore. way he said it, he was like, "Man, nobody listens to Nas, bro." He said it just like that. No, nobody. He said, nobody, listens, nobody listens to Nas anymore. Yeah, nobody's checked for Nas anymore. And in his defense, unless you're the hardcore of hip hop fans, let's be real. Ain't nobody really checking for the Nas album anymore like that. He had a one year window, and he popped off on DJ Khaled's album last summer. Not this past summer, last summer, when he said Nas' album is done. It's been a full year. Where the hell's the album, Escobar? Come on now. Yeah, Where is man. it? But let's just get to the meat, the, the, the meat of this because somebody didn't take light of those comments, and that was the Bay Area's own, the base god himself, Lil B. And if y'all know the NBA and you know about his curses, everybody's lived. Everybody has not the same when he's cursed them. Just ask Kevin Durant. Just ask Kevin Durant. Yeah, Kevin Durant had to go to the other to go to base guy's team to get the curse removed. And who else? James Harden. James Harden. He's, he's still going through that shit. He, yeah. he all he has to do all he has to do is apologize, and Westbrook's he might get the a ring. That, Westbrook's the one that's flourishing because when he put the curse on all on the, both of them when they were all with the OKC, it was Westbrook that came out on Twitter and he was like, "Yo, I rock with base guy." And he's mm-hmm. like, the curse ain't going to hit you. That's why everybody keeps talking bad about Westbrook. And I'm like, yo, he's the reason really why they even got that far. Because yes. that curse really should have set them back. They should have never even got to the finals that year against the Heat. Mm-hmm. That's another story for another time. Another but, story. Sim, I'm glad you brought that up because you kept hounding me all weekend. All the <laughs> nah, curse was, is coming. The I curse wasn't is the coming. only one. You know, oh, everyone was. <laughs> oh, it's coming. And lo and behold, Melo then gets on, the youngest brother gets on Twitter and is like, yo, you could ask anybody. You could even ask Lonzo. I stay rocking with Bass Guy. And so he's like, oh, okay, you know, forgive me. And then, of course, Baron Davis comes on. He's like, yo, man, stall my little homie out. You know, he just, he's saying how he feel. And Lil B was like, you know what? You still owe me them, uh, you still owe me them workouts, so let's just call it a wash at that point. And Baron Davis was like, cool. Next thing you know, Lil B goes on Twitter and is like, I apologize to the Ball family. You know, they can have their opinions. I rock with them, this, this, and that. And I just wanted not to think, respect hip-hop. Yeah, and you do not think I took screenshots and copied links and I sent them to Busby and every one of them last motherfuckers oh, that was sitting here all Twitter. weekend. Oh, I saw it. Yeah, yep. I'm, I was like, okay, that's good. So I was guess like, okay. what? Not even the Lil B curse can stop Triple Bs. He didn't put it on them. Let's put it to you that way. He lifted it. But why it. didn't he put it on them? Because it wasn't as powerful. Well, he, he didn't put it on them. He said he was it wasn't going as, to. Because, the, because it wasn't as powerful as the spirit of Triple Bs. Triple Bs is a movement, man. This ain't, like, people need to really stop 
looking at it from that standpoint. They need to get on board. It's to the point now where Melo is now the first high school athlete to have his, his signature and he, shoe. Yeah, and he told LeVar, he's like, I don't give a fuck about the NCAA. The fuck? No, LeVar said it. Yeah, that's what I said. LeVar, that's what I said. Yeah, because uh, yeah, so, I still feel it's bullshit how the NCAA treats their damn players. That's why I kind of don't really get into college sports like that. Oh, because exactly. Because you see all these players do all these extravagant things, and you see all the money that are, that's coming in to these schools, and yet the players don't get not one penny from it. Right. That so, really blows my mind. They're talking about investigating Melo, and I'm like, he ain't even he ain't even signed his letter of intent yet. Like, For real, isn't he still, still like a high 16? school kid? Yeah, he's still yeah, 16? he just turned 16. Like, he's not even in the NCAA. You can't be doing like what you gonna do now when one of the uh, one of your players that's on one of the colleges now he sold he was making money from a lemonade stand at 15. You're gonna investigate that now? It's bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like, just the NCAA's. There's just there's a reason I'm tired why, of people yeah. making the argument. Oh well, who cares? They're getting their education paid for. It's like, yeah, but let me also remind you that a student on an academic scholarship still has the option to go work 25 hours a week and make money. But yeah. their education is getting paid for too. So what's the difference? And on top of that, these athletics, when it comes to basketball and when it comes to football, they are the breadwinners for the university. Point mm-hmm. blank. Period. Like, how much do so, you think they should get paid? Like, how much do you think, like, make, like, if you can make it, that's how much do you think these players should get paid? I mean, I'm not talking like these players should, you know, just be getting, getting the millions. money to go, yeah, to go out and get, you know, Lamborghinis and stuff. But, I mean, like you, you want to run them a quick 1000 a month, the hell's maybe, the difference? Maybe two grand. Just for I mean, them. I, w- I want to put this in perspective. I read a week ago, it might have been Alabama's linebacker coach. Uh-huh. I'm not, it, it, it's... It's not even, but the point is, it's not a head coach. It's either a coordinator or a position coach. That coach actually brings in more income than some of these smaller schools' whole athletic departments. That makes no fucking sense. Exactly. But you're telling me that these big time universities ain't got the money? I'm not falling for that, man. Like you can get away with telling people that bullshit story all you want. That's why. That's that's why we don't got EA Sport. That's why we got NCAA football no more because oh, those yeah. players came out and, and basketball because those players came out saying we need our money for that. And NCAA yeah, I got said, a homeboy. Uh, I got yeah. a homeboy who played at uh, Oregon State back in the day, um, and he got his five hundred dollar or whatever dollar check um, from the the EA situation last year. And he's like, hey, I, you know, it's cool I have it, but, you know, I actually probably could have used this in college, you know, because he's a he's a store manager. You know, he's well off. He's doing his thing. Um, uh, so shout out to Joseph uh, Rudolph. Um, But, you know, his whole thing was, yeah, probably, you know, would have been nice to have this when I was, uh, you know, still worried about how much I could actually eat throughout the week because they put us on a limit. so, again, they want to investigate Melo and all that, but it ain't going to prosper. And then, you know, there's a lot of people coming out saying, oh, what's up with what's up with Jello? He's the lost child. And it's like, well, you got to remember, he accepted the scholarship. So they, they got to tread lightly around him. Otherwise, he could lose that scholarship. There's, that's another, why brother, there's another brother, too, Jello? It's the, middle, it's the middle brother. He's the oh, one that's okay. at UCLA right now. Oh, okay, damn. He's going to go somewhere, too. Hmm. So they can't do anything with him because, you know, he's accepted the scholarship. He's already on campus. So that's why it... They skipped him and went to Mello for the signature shoe. It's not that that he's the forgotten child. It's he's already there. They gotta, they have to play by NCAA rules for that. All I know um, is they're gonna have a fire thirty for thirty in like the next. It's gonna decade. be legit, man. Like you gotta jump on this triple B movement. Like it's it's popping. And then, not only did Lonzo say what he said about Nas, then he dropped his single 
which is basically a song just hyping up Mellow's shoe. And I got to tell you, I wasn't expecting much listening to it. And I played it, and I was like, this shit's actually not half as bad as I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And the is next thing like, I know... Is it like Shaq status? It's around there, but it's he's actually he actually has a really nice-ass flow. And it's not no it's not no mumble rap. He's actually okay. you he pronounces his words. He has some witty lines. Um, and it's not a major song. It's like a two minute track. You know that's mainly publicizing the shoes for his brother. Okay. okay. Um, but I mean the the thing of it is is he raps. My boy pointed this out too. He raps exactly how he plays. He plays to set up his teammates, and that's pretty much what the song is. This song is pretty much highlighting his brother for his 16th birthday, putting highlights on the shoe. That's what's and um, I mean, it's again how you can't hate on this family, especially the fact when you know they go into detail with uh, Lavar's wife and the boy's mom how she had a stroke earlier mm-hmm. this year, and um, Lavar is now her primary caregiver, and you just you see their interaction with each other as a family. And again, it's just like if y'all hate on this man, y'all just hate on success. Period. Oh, I'm not hating on them. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not talking about you. Yeah. I, there's there's yeah. still people who hate. There are still people on social media everywhere who are still hating on this movement. And it's like, yo, y'all really don't. Y'all really want to live and work nine to fives for the rest of your life. (laughs) Like, that's basically what that's basically what you're telling me. You don't want to aspire to have anything great for yourself or for your future. And no. Oh, wow. He caught that. Holy shit. Flag. Man. Hmm. Well, that was Lamar. That's your boy. When we get to wrestling, if I could just touch on this little topic a little bit before we wrap up. Oh, my goodness. Man, Vince McMahon is a crazy motherfucker, man. This isn't I mean, smart. I mean, for a fan, for me, it's kind of cool. But pretty much it was, a, it was announced last week that WWE is going to have, for the first time ever, a live Raw on Christmas night. Which now, sounds cool on paper. For the fans, for me, that's pretty damn cool. For the wrestlers, that fucking sucks because they can't be with their damn families for the holidays. And then you factor in what else goes on on Christmas and Day. And on Christmas, well, not just Christmas, just Christmas period. That's the that's the NBA day. Exactly. That's, that's so, for so, basketball. That's what I'm saying. So you factor in that there's already five scheduled basketball games all day on Christmas Day. Then you also factor in that it's a Monday night, which means there's two NFL games, one of which is my Raiders in Philadelphia. And who else is playing? Um, it doesn't matter to me. I don't yeah, it's care. it's football, yeah. But I think it, um, if I'm not mistaken, it's um, Pittsburgh versus the Ravens. Let's oh, my God. Real quick. Oh, wow. So if this was to go up against that? Yeah, so pretty much in a nutshell, Christmas is going to be lit for the consumer. Steelers versus the Texans. So it wow. might not be as lit, but still, there's, you got Steelers fans and you got Raiders fans. And uh, and Eagles fans and Eagles fans Texans nah, but you got three fan bases who are hardcore and they're going to be turned into these games. It's like, not wise, dude, yeah. And it's just like it's not wise because this is football, basketball, and this in the same. This is rare. Come on, bro. This is very, very, very rare. Oh, so yeah. you, so Vince is going to go up against two of the big mega mega you know titans of sports. And Vince likes calling WWE. He doesn't like calling it wrestling. He likes calling it sports entertainment. It's the most retarded shit in the world, but whatever. But right, come on. It works. It's, and honestly, those Christmas Raws, they're going to be like filler shows. That's all it's going to be. It's just going to be filler. There's probably not going to be a lot of fans. I mean, there's going to be fans there. I don't know where they're going to be at. But it's like, really? Really, Vince? That's, that's just, Vince is crazy, man. It's stupid. Yeah, it really and, is. And not only that, they're going to have a live SmackDown that next night. That next night, 
And then like next week they're gonna go to um they're gonna have a live SmackDown on New Year's Day, which I'm not really mad about because the real holiday is on New Year's Eve. So come on right. now, so they don't get. Yeah, so real, real holiday is New Year's Eve. Let's just keep it funky. New Year's Day is the recovery. So, but yeah, I just think that's just really stupid. I feel bad for the wrestlers. Hopefully he doesn't. And also, no, I don't, honestly, I'll take that back. It was not Vince's call. It was the network's call. It was USA's call, supposedly. So yeah. he had to listen to the network and ads, and he was just like, fuck it. And yeah, money. It's probably just an experiment, because I don't think he's going to do that shit again. You better but, not, because it ain't a wise experiment, I'll tell you that much. That's stupid. Yeah, the ratings going to be down the drain for that shit. But, um, yeah, holidays are going to be lit. That's when you're going to be out here. We're going to see Hove and shit. Yeah, I'll be out there a week before Christmas. And then mm. I was going to go to the Lakers game on Christmas night, but I forgot the Raiders were playing, so I'll be watching both games here at home. You're going to be you gonna spend Christmas at like, like at in L.A.? Mm-hmm. That's why I'm coming up a week early. So I can celebrate it then. Oh, okay. And then go to the whole show and then go back home. Okay, I get you. Yeah, because remember the next night's the Cowboys-Raiders game. Oh, that's true. I feel it. Well, yeah, I guess you could say this is episode 56. That's right. Kid, you are still a coon. I smell coon it! Yep. That's probably going to be the title of this fucking episode with a picture of his ass with all of them pointing at him. <laughs> you know what I'm talking I'm about? I'm mad at that. You know, all of them pointing at him and he has that, that little sad look on his face. That's yeah. exactly what the title is going to be. I smell cooning. He went from fucking eraser head to coon head. No, nah, no, he went dreadhead head and then he turned into coon head. No, nah, we I don't even, never mind dreadhead. He just went from eraser head to coon head. That's yeah. all, all that matters. That I, I, still can't, I still can't believe that it was him. Yeah, especially I mean, in the damn scene where his damn get his where Robin Harris gets harassed by the police, that's and he gets and he gets harassed by the cops too. Yeah. yeah, well, it's just a movie. At the end of the day, he still got a check, but didn't learn the lesson. So, yep. anyway, that was episode fifty six. Glad to be back. Yes, sir. So, signing off. This will be. Oh damn! I think I saw some lightning. Yeah, got off at the right moment. Yeah, <laughs> this is <laughs> this is Mr. Busby. You know how black people are, Mother Nature. Hell yeah. <laughs> and it's JC No Hunters out in LA once again. Peace. Late. Fuck Jed York. Fuck Jed York.